I'm Devin Wade, and I've been a radio personality in Houston, Texas for over 30 years. Over that time, I've come into contact with thousands of people who shared their connection to music in the most intimate ways. They've told me about the songs and artists that have been a part of their loves, their losses, special occasions, and the monotony of their lives. It dawned on me that we all have artists and songs, no matter how popular or how obscure, that are uniquely our own. These are our artists, our songs, our tunes, our lives. Here we examine the lives of our guests through songs that have been so important that we couldn't tell their life stories without them. Welcome to Life Tunes with Devin Wade. Welcome to the very first edition of Life Tunes for the first of many conversations we'll have with people from all walks of life as they tell us their life stories through their Life Tunes. We start with Lawrence DeVerney. He's a school teacher and native of Missouri City, Texas, a suburb of Houston. He's married with two children. And in the first part of the conversation, he goes into details about his life through the music he recalls escorting him through that journey. Then we will get into the fast five, five fast questions we'll have fun with towards the end. And finally, we will have our Life Tunes question of the episode for all of you. All that's coming up. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Lawrence DeVerney. All right, let's go back to the very beginning. What is the very first song that you remember? Ooh, okay. Uh, I got two. I got two. Uh, the first one is uh, Teddy P, uh, Wake Up Everybody. And the second one is Solid as a Rock. I'm sure that, I'm sure that's the same type, but Ashford and Simpson. So, like, as a kid, I'm probably, like, maybe first, second grade around down. Every morning. Mom and dad used to play those two songs like every morning, every morning. So was it a song that kind of pumped them up and get? The, yeah, yeah, I think so. Day? Yeah, I think so. And then after a while, I started requesting those songs in the morning too. So like every time I hear those songs, solid do do as a rock, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it brings brings heart, you know. And then wake up everybody. Oh man, that was just he's. But yeah, dad used to like blast that one. I think that was his song. And I think the Ashford Simpson was mom's song. So was that intentional for you guys or was it more for them? Um, I think it was just more for them. And then I just gravitated towards it. I mean, I know when my sister was born, because uh, we're nine years apart, they didn't play those two songs anymore as much. But, I, you know, I tried to play it myself a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, it was, I think it was more for them. Like, and, and then I just gravitated towards those songs, yeah. Who was your first musical influencer? Who who influenced your musical taste earliest? Um, honestly, I'd probably say my mom because she has a more um, eclectic tone of, of music where she listened from, you know, like I said, Ashford and Simpson to Al Green and Anita Baker, all the way to Elvis, to Elton John, you know, things like that. So I think my, my influence really comes from mostly what she used to listen to now got my own personal things as well would yeah. you say she has been your strongest musical influencer in, in your life um i wouldn't say strongest um well i well maybe so yeah because i think i gravitate to the type of music she listened more than than anything else yeah yeah growing up as a child was it a musical household oh yeah oh most definitely most definitely uh my pops used to be in band in high school was a drum major uh, he went to Texas Southern. Matter of fact, he used to take pictures for the band. 
So he used to take me to like football games and, you know, we used to listen to band. That's when Mr. Thornton was there. Prof. Butler was the director there. Um, my mom wasn't in music, things like that, but she always played anything she heard. We had a CD player. It was always a record player. So whatever they got, um, they listened to and things like that. Yeah. So. so when they played the music, did they actively try to get you involved in the music or that was just their vibe? It was just their vibe. You know, they played it. And then if I didn't like it, I mean, I couldn't change it, you know. So I just had to adapt and listen to it or just wait to the next song that I like. But, you know, I think what happened was um, when I started liking it, I started asking to play those music so they was like okay since we play that we've been playing this we'll keep playing even more right yeah so you affirm what yeah. they already yeah yeah sort of like so is there a song or two that you sort of associate with your childhood <laughs> um wow that's a good question i mean i usually go back probably like around like mostly middle close to maybe fifth or sixth grade mom used to play a lot of anita baker and then dad, he would play a lot of uh, Maze. So, and you know, I, every time I hear those two songs, it brings me back, you know, being in the living room, got the CD player going, and the first CDs is Manita Baker, you know, Plenty of Room, Rapture, Giving the Best I Got, and then the next CD comes on is Maze, Southern Girl, right. you know, Before I Let Go, you know, all those things. So, yeah, it, that, those, I think those two. I would say those two artists are the biggest ones for, for me. A lot of families, they have, uh, back in the day, had those Saturday songs. You know, so Saturday yeah. morning. Saturday cleanup. Saturday cleanup. Yeah, so yeah. Did, you, did you guys have that? Yeah. Oh, we had to clean up on Saturday. Yes. Oh, and the music, because I, I do that now. Anytime we clean up in the house, I have to have music on. And it's a uh, Kirillay playlist I make. And again, Anita Baker's on it and Maze is on it. Those two are definitely, of course, he throws in a little Luther, some new stuff as well. But like, yeah, the Saturday cleanup, oh man, it was, I'm telling you, I think I've known every Anita Baker album and probably the B cuts as well. Like, I can, if they come on, I can sing them all because of those Saturday mornings, those right. cleanups, yeah. So going back to your childhood, do you, do you remember the first um, piece of music that you purchased? And what okay. did that look like? Was it All a right. CD tape? So, so that I purchased myself. All right. We were at, I, I remember it vividly. Again, me and mom, I think my sister's with us too. I think dad had to go to work. But we went to Best Buy. And this, let me think, the year I had to be, it was middle school. Anyways, I can tell you the artist. The three, the three CDs I wanted was Wu-Tang's Tri- Triumph. Missy Elliott, her first album, Super Duper Fly, and then The Lost Boys. So I was trying to get all three. And this was, you know, mom was like, oh, let me see. She looked at the Wu-Tang. I was getting ready to get it. But there was a um, a song on the back called Dog Shit. And she was like, ah, you can't get it. I was like, oh, okay, all right. How about the next two? So the next two didn't have any curse words on the back. So she was like, cool. So I was able to purchase those two. So it was Missy, Missy Elliott, Super Duper Fly. And the Lost Boys. Those are the first two CDs I ever bought of, of my money. So you grew up, uh, of course, here in Houston. How do you think Houston has influenced your musical taste? Oh, I love Screw. Yeah, I play what I can around my kids. You know, the yeah, it 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 varies. It's very 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 little. But by myself, oh, I I play Screw a lot of times. Um, like I try to get other albums that that've been screwed up, chopped. I think. Also, it for me, Houston has gave me like a good. I like to listen to a music with a good slow vibe sometimes, and good slow beat. You know that that uh, 
that brings a little you know, calmness to me. I think that's what a lot of uh, a lot of screw has done. So I think that is a big part of what Houston uh, music has done for me. That slow vibe, that cool big bass, calming. But yeah, I think that's hopefully that answered the question. Yeah. So obviously you had strong influences musically in the house. Yeah, and invariably is. You get older, you kind of break away. Right. What were some of the artists that you kind of broke away with from your parents in probably your early teen years that that mom and dad were not well, I feeling? Mean, it's it's hip hop. I mean, like I I was I tried to buy like Snoop. Of course, they were never having that. Um, I remember when Big came out on his lap. Well, before he passed, Life Having Death. I was trying to get that. Of course, they they wouldn't let me that. It was mostly just hip hop hip hop records. They didn't like. You know, so who exposed you to to that? I mean, obviously it's uh, in the atmosphere. Oh but no, I mean, yeah, yeah, I got friends. To, it's mostly like my cousins. Like we used to go to New Orleans. Uh, like I remember the first time when I was driving, my cousin Dayon was going to go hoop, and he had the Dr. Dre album playing in the car. I've never heard anything like this. It was wild. I was like, oh hell yeah, I, I got to get this. But of course, I couldn't get it. You know, hanging out with other cousins as well and friends, and then playing around, playing like. I went to a little uh, after-school program um, in Mo City, uh, and they, uh, one of the older guys, he had the Snoop record. Played it, Murder Was the Case, uh, you know, bitches, you know, but uh, played that, lost my mind. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Tried to get it, of course. Nah, I couldn't get it. But, yeah, just being around with the friends and mostly cousins who had the, you know, were old enough to buy those things, and I just listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I, I like it. So your parents were pretty diligent in screening what you were yeah. exposed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at that time they could because, of course, the Internet wasn't what it is now. It was more um, entwined and more inclusive of what you can actually control more with your children, what they can hear or not. Because when I go out, when I when I was then, when I did go out, it wasn't like we all had phones or anything like that. So it wasn't like we would listen to music and things like that. You had to buy a CD player. You can carry around, things like that. So... The things that I, they was able to control, like what I listened to, yeah, they was able to do that easily because the technology-wise. What yeah. about visually? Because obviously you grew up in an era where videos were huge. And- yeah. Oh, man. Oh, uh, So you got like, you know, BET Soul. You got Rap City. Uh, Yo MTV Rap. So, yeah, 106, well, high school, 106 and Park. Yeah, it was the love videos. Matter of fact, we had a, a friend of ours, a church friend. They had like this cassette tape of like the straight videos of like R&B singers. We had like Guy, uh, Ralph Tresvan. It was like some new editions, some Johnny Gill. And we used to, I used to watch that tape like constantly, constantly, constantly. Yeah, but videos, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go to, to middle school and obviously that's a, a period of change. Oh, and yeah. that's when you start to get the, the rap influence. Yeah. But uh, what are some of the songs, uh, some of the music you associate with like middle school, those middle school years? Wow, wow. Um, So those are good good mixture of music for me at that time because i started getting a band as well started band and then i you know listen to band and trying to listen to different type of music so i was like still trying to go super super duper heavy with hip-hop like i think my favorite song of all time well i shouldn't say all time one of my favorite songs of all time is puff and mace can't nobody hold me down and that was like i felt like that was like my anthem in eighth grade because every time I played it, heard that song, I went crazy. I, even when I play it now, I go crazy. And like, and I didn't think about, you know, I didn't know anything that much about samples and the original song. And then going back and later find out that's, you know, it's an old song, an old hip-hop song. You know, like, 
oh, I didn't know people actually, you know, did that. I thought everything I was listening to was original. Right. You know, oh, these guys are just amazing artists. I can't believe they thought this by themselves, made this beat. Like, no, no, they they took it from somewhere. But to pick, going back to the to question, Can't Hold Me Down. That was the middle school anthem. Yeah. I, so also during the middle school years, teen years, you, you had your first crush, your first love. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a... Is there a song you associate with your very first crush? Oh man! So, okay. Uh, sorry, Lindsay. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I, it was a girl in third grade I liked, but I can't remember a song. But like, it's weird you ask that question because I don't have like one particular song that I remember. So you didn't go home um, and listen to the song and think of whoever? No, I didn't. Part. I really didn't. It's it's. Let me tell you something. What's what's funny about that? I can remember a song. That when we broke up, that it comes to my mind straight like that. Well, that, that's going to be one of the next questions. Yeah, we'll but get. but I, we'll get to that. But like <laughs> a, like one song, I don't I don't think I have like one song. I have a few songs. Like um, I wouldn't say middle school because I wouldn't I didn't have a situation where I thought went home and listened. To, yeah, no, I don't. Sorry. Uh, I think about tenth ninth or tenth grade, she had got me a backpack for my birthday. It was a gap. The, My the, wife. Okay. We're, we're the same woman that we're talking about now. Um, she got me this one strap back. It was a cool 90s backpack. But she played NSYNC song, God Spent More Time on You. I was like, oh, this is so cute. Sweet. Felt romantic. You know, high school. It was, you know, it was all cheesy. But every time I hear it now, it brings joy. You know, because she thought about it. It was caring. And, I, you know, it's like something you reflect of like, oh, man, she really dig me at that time. You know, and then I think about songs when we get married. I know I'm getting a little bit off, but it's more like that. But like one song, I really can't, I can't think of that one song that I was like, oh, man, when I go home in eighth grade, this is a song that makes me think about, about her. Well, obviously, you married your high school sweetheart. Yeah. But at, along the way, no breakup songs? You, oh, you no, mentioned, no, so. no, there's breakup songs, yes. So we broke up, you know, high school, ninth, ninth grade. And then when we broke up. We Can't Be Friends was everywhere. It was by Deborah Cox and R.L. from Next. And that played like every other day or every time I got in the car. We can't be. Oh, it was like constant, constant, constant. So every time I hear that song, we laugh because I told her about it. And then another song my mom gave to me. I can't think of the artist, but Young Hearts, Run Free. Don't yeah, candy station. Candy station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, you know, you'll be okay. There's more girls out there. You ain't got oh, so mom used music to help yeah. you through the hard Yeah, break. yeah. Mom, she was like, yeah, there's more girls out there. So you ain't got to worry about it. Show won't you. You don't need to do all that. Then she played a song for me. I was like, yeah, you right, mom. So you right. that became your, yeah. your breakup yeah. and recovery answer. Yes, yes. You right. <laughs> she she don't she don't she ain't worth it. I can move on. So the words really spoke to you a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. As, as, yeah, as a teen, yeah, yeah. it's actually a really appropriate song when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. yeah, so you go on and to get married. What is that like when you start to fall like seriously deeper in love? She's the one type thing. Oh, uh, were there songs that you associated with that time? Well, I think about like the songs that we were um, were thinking about when for like our first dance, and we were thinking about just songs that represents our love. And because we've been together for so long and we're trying to find that that perfect ultimate song. So like the one songs that I that I, I came up with was um, The Greatest Love by Music. And it's like a song, of course, about them being together, being this great love that lasts forever. 
but it's intertwined with like uh, him writing a song. You know, so you know, put the melodies together would be great. I got this uh, chorus here and things like that. And I was thinking about how we love music and things like that, and how it would be the greater. Or another song that comes up as well is "Lucky," but uh, "Lucky with You" I think is called with uh, Jason Mraz. Finding my best friend and being lucky enough to have this relationship with him, being in love with him, and things like that. But the song that we um, that we got was uh, John Legend, Stay With You, you know, through the ups and downs. Again, being t- together since high school, all the stuff we've been through, of course, we're going to be here to the end of all time. So I think, I think to answer the question, those three songs really culminates our love, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back a little bit uh, to high school. You talked a little bit about middle school your middle school anthem yeah. and talk about your high school years maybe your senior year i mean what what was the song what are songs uh, that you associate with high school may, okay uh i want to get too graphic here i uh, mean whatever we can edit it <laughs> <laughs> we can we can beep some stuff if we need to oh man so that's that's like high school high school i graduated in 01 so you know you got your jay-z's your dmx you know, your uh if you wanna go southern hip hop, of course you got your Master P, you know, Limit. Outcast was a big one for me. Uh Stank going because every morning, I can tell you this, I used to drive I had to drive to Willow Ridge. Every I wanna say every morning of my senior year, I played bombs B O B every morning to get me hype and go to school. I mean every morning. So I know that C D was Did your parents get sick of that? <laughs> I, I actually actually <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't, because I didn't play it. I didn't play that. I didn't play that much around him. So I was because I was driving at the time. So I was able to listen to my music by myself, or if I had my friends with me, we'll listen to our music. You know, music that we like. But like when I drove with my folks, no, I didn't play. I didn't play none of that stuff that I bought. So I had to play the radio, play one hundred two, let that play. But B O B was a big one. Um, like I said, the Jay Z. Uh, was hard. It was heavy. A heavy rotation. Jay Z. Another one um, was a big one. Was Carl Thomas. Summer rain. Yeah, you know, emotional. I oh, I used to. I, matter of fact, I even bought a sweater just like Carl Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up neck sweater, just to be like Carl. You know, singing it in my car, singing it with Lindsay. You know, oh yeah. So then, figure yeah, back to the song. Yeah, uh, Carl Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The big, uh, yeah, wow, yeah, wow, you got me thinking now. Yeah, Carl Thomas, man, another, another big staple in high school. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then you go over to Texas Southern University in Houston. Right. So what was uh, what was that like? What was the music vibe there when you first got there? So, like I said before, I went to Xavier in New Orleans. So that was your freshman year. Freshman year, right? So I go to New Orleans. It's all Jabot jeans, big shirts, cash money. Lil Wayne, everything. So it was cash money. So I, I, I adapted to that. So when I came back, I'm wearing bow shorts, a big shirt. You know, I'm just jamming straight New Orleans. Go, uh, bounce music, everything. Jubilee, all that stuff. So when I came back home, so that's like around 2003, 2004. You know, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what I'm going to do in my life, school, things like that. And then I just start going back to old classic stuff, Jay Z, East Coast stuff, you know, DMX, things like that. 
so then around that time, uh, I want to say it might have been, I think I pulled out an old mix CD that I made, and it had uh, Little Kiki on there. I was like, oh, man, I remember back when I was jamming this in high school. So then Napster, was it still Napster? I think so. Whatever downloading thing, illegal downloading that we had. LimeWire. LimeWire, yeah, one of those ones. So I started, like, trying to find, like, old old stuff like that. So when I get, like I said, when I got back, I started trying to, you know, find all the old Houston rap and things like that. Little Flip, Kiki. Um, who else? What were they jamming on the yard? What did, nah, what on, did you see, just so, pick up in the atmosphere? So on the yard, it was more... It wasn't more Houston stuff. It was still, you know, whatever it was new at the time. I'm trying to remember. You know, most most common rap, you know. Uh, like I said, 2003, 2004. So, T.I. was heavy on the yard. Um, what else? I want to say still Jay. But, like, because uh, I didn't stay on campus. But I was I was still on the yard. But not like that. I was just because walking to class anything like that. But, um but yeah, it was a lot. I think what we like remember when they used to have like a lot of pep rallies and things, whatever they had. They played a lot of Ti, a lot of Tip. Yeah, fun and close. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, yeah, Ti. Yeah, right. a whole lot of Ti. Yeah. So let, let's go back a little bit. Um, when you talk about sort of looking back on your life, we talked about some of the, the songs that made you happy. Mm-hmm. Is there a song or an artist that you associate with sadness or a dark time? At any point yeah. in your life. So, it's, I wouldn't say, well, okay. Uh, it was one incident, I can tell you. Um, when my grandfather passed, I had to be 1990. And, like, I was devastated, of course. Uh, it was my father's father. And, like, I went to my mom's room, my parents' room, and he's laid in the bed. And it's, you're going to find it's weird and funny at the same, weird and f- weird at the same time, funny at the same time. Liberian girl. Was playing, <laughs> okay, right, right on the CD player. Right? It just happened. It to just be happened playing, playing right? right, and then by Michael Jackson. By Michael Jackson, right? right? And I'm just listening to it. It's doom, doom, doom. You know, it's it's not a sad song, but it sounds sad at the time for me. Then I kept playing it over and over and over and over again, and like every time I hear that now, I think about my grandfather passing. So do, when you hear, do you, does it make you sad? Or but it, it, well, I would say it doesn't make me sad, right. you know, because, you know, he he had a great life, you know. But it just brings me back to that time and that moment about that. But then, like, I think about when my mom passed, right? So, like, every time now I hear, like, a Anita Baker song, I do feel a little sad because of the memories that we had listening together, you know, and the fun times we had. But I also feel a little, I feel joy because I know that she's in a better place. She's looking down on us. And and it, we're doing good, but yeah, to, I don't feel like too too sad when I hear, but I do feel like a little, mm, you know, man. I still wish she was still here with us, but it's still it's like a sadness and a joy at the same time. That makes sense. Yeah. What, what about your your siblings? Is there any music you associate with? With well, you have a sister. I have a sister, the younger sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, she just turned thirty one. Yeah, I'm old. Uh, what I what we think about is really again. It's crazy. I keep going back to Anita Baker because we both. I mean, she they played. She played it so much, so so much, so so much. So when every time we listen to it, or I see a clip of something, I send it to her. 
and she tell you know has a little something a little joke about what mom said or mom did or she sees something she'll send it to me and the same thing but yeah it's really that and i think with with her with my sister i think when she was as she was getting older the stuff that she was listening to i guess i was trying to listen to to keep me young right so like she used to listen like chris brown um, so what's the age difference between we're nine years apart okay so that's yeah. a significant difference yeah nine years apart so like when the new artists come out she will listen to it then I'll try to you know peep my head and listen to oh that's what the kids into okay let me look it up <laughs> yeah so yeah you know I, I used her to try to stay young sometimes, sometimes. so you, what about you talked a lot about Anita Baker and your mom what about your dad I mean, uh, obviously you talked yeah, about yeah. Maze earlier so he's still here oh yeah 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 and, still, and yeah. how does what, so how, his influence. His big thing was he used to listen to like a lot of bands, you know, Maze. Um, it was a damn, it was a it's a band down the ones you used to listen to. Um, but another in a lot of groups, another big group that also played a part in my is Take Six, uh, the gospel group uh, with Brian McKnight's brother. Uh, he played that. Uh, oh, Mary, won't you weep? Uh, he played that album constantly as well. So that's that's also my Saturday playlist as well when we clean up. Uh, Potato Six, Maze, Kirk Whalem, he played that a lot too. Shout out to TSU, of course. Uh, another one, let me think. Al Green, he played a lot as well. Um, he used to have a lot of records. I remember another record he used to play a lot was was funny as well. The We Are the World record. <laughs> yeah, because he had a record player. He played that. He had the, the video for that as well. I got addicted to that. And then I can't believe I keep forgot about this. They both played Michael Jackson. Yeah, that was a that was a big one for pop too. Yeah, Michael Jackson and Prince. There we go. He played both. So you were exposed to that quite a bit. Yeah. So when you think about you talk about your Saturday music. What about holidays? Whether it's Easter or Christmas well, or mean, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Are there? I mean, is, is it staples that you hear everywhere? Or is there something a song, an artist, or a Christmas album that was really important <clears throat> in your household? I mean, uh, I think probably every black household, hopefully, is the Temptations' "Solid Night." I mean, that's 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 that goes without said. Of course, the Nat King Cole, uh, you know. But, I mean, we, they didn't really play a lot of holiday music, per se. It was just whatever music that they like. So, as I got older, I mean, other than hearing it on the radio, if I wanted to find something on my own, I would try to find that. But, I mean, like I said, just the Temptation Records, yeah, that. Of course, when I got a little bit older, you got the Boys to Men, Brian McKnight, Let It Snow, because that's more modern for me. Yeah, that's really, really about it be honest yeah so you, you go on to become a, a father yeah first child is born what were you listening to leading up to <laughs> what were you listening to that day oh man so i mean leading up to 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 layton the first one i mean i was still listening to you know jay-z i mean jay-z is a big big thing for me but like that day oh because we had to go in the morning it was right the day after super bowl um, had to call it work, but like I remember, I can tell you this: the song that re- I, I played, we played one day. Um, she had to be, I want to say, almost I think one or maybe one or two, maybe one. It was the uh, "Suit and Tie" by Justin Timberlake and Jay Z. As soon as it came on, she was bobbing her head, moving her arms, and. I think every time we play it now, she even jams to it now. So I think that song, that right there, 
it's a good memory when that when that song comes on just because we got the video of her you know dancing when it comes on the back of the in a, in a car seat just jamming i think she had been maybe almost one yeah but yeah so do you apply music or have music in your household like it was oh, when you were a kid yeah yeah oh yeah i got a record player matter of fact i was playing it yesterday what i have on i had some daft punk on uh, I try to I, I try to do like mom like mom did. Well, actually, I can say both. Play a lot of different things around the house other than just R and B or you know the rap that I can't play. You know, because I, I got some Pink Floyd records. Uh, like I said, I played a little Daft Punk yesterday. I got a ton of Stevie Re- Stevie Wonder records. Played so do you lot. make a conscious effort to make sure the kids uh, yeah they yeah, hear that yeah, and yeah, know yeah, who yeah. it is? Yeah, who it is. You know, it's because it's harder now. I think to curate or control what your kids listen to, uh, especially because, of course, they got phones. You know, the big one, she has a phone now, and, you know, she listens to her own thing, which is some anime stuff. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I am. I'm trying to relate. I'm trying, but oof. Ooh, it's hard. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we we both make a conscious decision on, you know, for for them to listen to stuff that we do. That we've had and we like, so they can know at least who this is, you know, you know, because uh, well, she loves, she likes Michael Jackson now, so we play that around the house, which is good. But yeah, it's a constant decision. Well, I make a constant decision on what music I play, so they can know who it is and hear it, and hopefully like it as well. Do you try to link? Uh, obviously, your mother's not here. Do you try to link? Anita Baker and, oh, and yes. to, to oh, and yeah. connect the, the dots between her and and with your daughters. Yeah, I mean, I do my best to play them like all the time. You know. So yeah, have you thought about it? Is that something that oh. you really want wanted well, to make sure, or is it just something that it, I think it it's? Not? I just for me, I think it's something I want them to know and listen to because it was a big part of me that I grew up with with mom, and I just made it. Maybe don't have the connection about hey Anita Baker or grandma things like that but just more of like hey anita baker my dad my mom so hopefully hopefully something like that will will connect or bond something like that does your your wife have similar musical tastes yeah 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 she's she's more of the uh r&b 90s she 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 knows all that's that's her that's her lane yeah you know she listened to rap too of course you know because we're the same age grew up the same way same thing but yeah she leans more towards r&b uh, and obviously, music has played a, an important part in your life. Have you, have you ever thought about it in that way? Have you ever thought about, wow, this is sort of my life in music, and 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 how important it has been in your life? I think so. I mean, because it's the it's the one that it's the something that connects us all to everything. To be honest, you know, there's always a point in your life, some point in your life, where music has tied into your life made it some type of connection um made some impact where you're just thinking about you know hey this artist is saying this it kind of relates to what i'm going through now or what i've been through so i think that music is uh, also a connector between people uh like for example i play music all the time at work during class during passing periods i'm always putting on some type of music to get some type of exposure to the kids. So maybe we can have some other connection as well. Because like sometimes there are some kids who walk in. Hey, 
my mom plays his music. Oh, my dad plays music. Oh, I know who this artist is. And then we can have some type of bond or small connection there rather than just you being my teacher. All right. Or if I'm just playing some music at home and I'm just talking, you know, just listening. When the daughters come up like, oh, hey, dad, who's this? You know, oh, this is so-and-so. They did this and that. You like the music? Oh, okay, here's another song that you might like that they play. You know, things like that. But, yeah, it's a big, a big connection in my life, I think, and that, that, uh, that's made an impact on other things as well. So what are you listening to now? Um, right now, actually, today, well, I haven't said today. I've been listening to a lot of Don Tolliver. Okay. Yeah. He's from uh from Houston as well. Uh again, Houston vibe, it's a nice groove. A nice, nice groove. Nice, nice real groove. Good good sound of music. Um him uh the last I think the biggest album I last listened to was um it's funny, uh the new Spider Man soundtrack okay. uh, across the verse because uh, Metro Boomin did it. And it's a good, it's a good album. It, it ties with the movie, but it's it's good. You can play the songs other than that. But yeah, right now it's a lot of Don Tolliver. Is there a song that you want to be associated with you? Like, if there was a song that sort of can give us some insight into uh, who, who you who are, and, and maybe hmm. even who you want to pass along uh, to your kids. Wow, that's a really good song. Good question. I mean, something that that wow that relates to me, man. Wow, you got me thinking on that one. Because, like, my first thought was, like, let me think about an Anita Baker song, right? But something that represents me, that that I want something to be, you know. Or hey, if, well, if not, maybe an artist that when you put that on, we can associate that with you. Jay-Z. Yeah. I think he's probably, uh, other than, of course, like I've been talking about Anita Baker, I think Jay has been probably like the most played artists in my life yeah i want to say yeah jay-z so you put a jay-z song i can't tell you a song right now exactly um but a jay-z song yeah i'm gonna know it and hopefully that yeah hopefully that hopefully it answers the question is a song you won't play like <laughs> at your service oh. i mean not to be morbid not to be morbid i don't know if you want to play a jay-z song at my, <laughs> my memorial service you don't know what you do no um <laughs> okay um okay you want to go that route then. i mean well i mean no not necessarily i mean you, you, you two separate questions <laughs> Um, who, huh? Yeah, that's a good. Okay, well then here we go. Um, if you okay, I'll answer both questions. Here we go. I got it. So if you want to play a song, a song at my uh, funeral service per se, uh, it would be Anita Baker. Give you the best that I got. Okay, even though it's kind of not that type of service, but that's 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 the song. But like a song for me, like hey, this is Lawrence, the Jay Z song. It'll be, um, it's between, hmm, okay, it's public service announcement and you don't know those two Jay-Z songs, but probably more public service announcement. That will wrap up this portion of the conversation with Lawrence, but there's more. When we come back, we have the Fast Five. You're going to want to stick around for that. And we have the Live Tunes question of the episode for all of you coming up after this. 
Your children are the most precious gift God has given you. Their well-being is of the utmost importance, and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is, well, non-negotiable. So why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages 6 weeks to 5 years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org. Welcome back. We wrap up our conversation with Lawrence with a segment that we call Fast Five. These are five quick questions we ask, really, just for the fun of it. If you had a theme song when you entered the room that played as your soundtrack when oh, you stepped into the this. room. I already got this. Yeah, again, going back to Jay-Z, public service announcement. Yeah, allow me to introduce myself. You know, oh, it's perfect. The, the intro just plays, all that. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect walk-up song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's that one. So wish I always make you happy song. Whenever you're in a bad mood or a funky mood and you put this on, you, no matter when or how you hear it, it, it always lifts your spirits. Okay. You got, again, I feel like I'm going back to those same songs. Giving you the best I got. Another one of Luther's song is Creeping. Yeah. I love that song. Love that song. Creep, 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 creep. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Those two. What's an artist or group that you like that no one else around you seems to like? Pink Floyd. What's your guilty pleasure song that you listen to, but you don't, you know, you turn <laughs> it down so everybody doesn't know you listen know? to it? Oh, okay, so there's a guy named Donnie Klang. He was signed with Bad Boy, and I don't think anybody, like, knows it. He had a song called Take You There, and, like, I'll play that every day if I could, but... I don't think every time I play it, I turn it down a little bit because my wife's like, you still listen to this? Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. But, uh, you know, but yeah, I don't play it around other people, though. And finally, your calming song, song that calms you down. Kirk Franklin, Help Me Believe. That wraps up our conversation with Lawrence DeVernay for the very first episode. But before we get out of here, I have a Life Tunes question of the episode for all of you. Now, we are recording this in the dog days of summer. What is a song that you associate with summer? Give us a call and leave us a message 24 hours a day so you can be on the next episode. 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. And if you have questions or would like to be on an episode of Life Tunes, email us. Music at WadesWordProductions.com. That's music at WadesWordProductions.com. Want to thank Lawrence DeVerney. Want to thank the folks at Embedo Coffee in Sugarland, Texas, for allowing us to record there. And I want to thank all of you. This has been Life Tunes with Devin Wade.